Good morning, world. This is your daily huddle. It's Friday, and today's the day we have conversations regarding about leadership and business. And today, I have a phenomenal guest who's no stranger to the world of business and no stranger to the world of being human and what it takes to actually transform what is your humanity so that you can be the most effective business owner you can be. And uh, in honor of her smile, Andrea, I have a joke for you. A question, actually. Andrea, what's, what's the longest word in the dictionary? Uh, <laughs> I have no idea. You have no idea? It's on your face. It is smile, because there is a mile between the two S's. Nice. The Daily Huddle is a growing tribe of passionate people who want to uplift humankind through their work and throughout their communities. We invite you to elevate the way you experience life through rich and inspiring conversations with today's thought leaders. Be prepared to challenge your views about leadership, health, money, spirituality, communication, and relationships. Welcome to the Daily Huddle. Oh, welcome to this morning, Gio. I love you, brother. Thank you for having co-founded this space with me. And uh, it is now time for me to give you a taste of who our guest is today. Her name is Dr. Shirley, uh, not Shirley, Shelley Fonfon. And uh, Shelley is uh, from my home country. She's a fellow Haitian. Shelly's a Haitian-American female, born in Manhattan. We will not hold that against her. Raised in Queens Village, New York. She's the daughter of two strong parents. And believe me, when she opens her mouth in a little bit, you will hear those strong parents coming through her with the values they instilled in her, like honesty, ambition, kindness, family first, and spiritual centeredness. Ms. Fafan's the proud mother of Etana, 20 years old. I know she's got a daughter that's her age. How about that? And Philippe, 18 years of age. She earned a bachelor's degree in psychology from the University of Central Florida, in addition to two master's degrees from Florida State University in mental health counseling and human services systems. Now, I could spew on and tell you a whole bunch more about Dr. Shelley. And I'm going to give her the opportunity to stand in her purpose, which is to motivate and encourage others to experience total life prosperity by applying practical principles that cause people to live in their smiles. And today's question is, are you living in your smile? Dr. Shelley Fafa, it's so great to have you here. Welcome to The Daily Huddle. Thank you so much for having me. It is a privilege. I am humbled to be here. Hello, everybody. Are you living in your smiles? <laughs> <laughs> yes, everyone's nodding yes. Oh, my gosh. I don't know if you asked me that question, but I'm going to just start off by saying I am absolutely living in my smile after years of mastering the art of mastering the art of mask wearing, um, living and being brought up in a Haitian household where image consciousness really 
ruled and and guided the way that we responded to other people. And so learning how to live in my smile and to truly be authentic with where I am at and my emotions and who I am, embracing my imperfections, celebrating my strengths. So yes, I am living in my smile. <laughs> uh, I got that. Now, uh, there, there is you saying that and you actually peeling the onion and giving us a sense of what it's like to live in your smile. But before you go there, uh, Shelley, you yeah. talked about your parents and the household you were brought in. Uh, give people a sense of where you've come from and what's brought you to this place. And when I say this place, it is precisely the commitment and the stand that you are in the world. So a short journey, if oh, you will. Boy. Yeah, I'm happy you said short because I was going to say, do we have any sports? <laughs> um, I, I was actually born in this country and first generation Haitian American. My parents worked very, very hard to give my sister and I a really good life. We were brought up in a very strict Catholic home, went to a Catholic school and you don't look at, um, you know, you, you don't you don't look at adults in the eye. You speak French to adults and you try to be as formal as possible. We weren't allowed to have friends. We were brought up to be very distrusting of people who were not family. And so our friends were our cousins, our siblings. <laughs> and um, so when I when I branched out into the real world and went to college, I've had a lot of ignorance because of being brought up in such a sheltered home. Um, we were brought up with a really, really strong work ethic where um, if you're bored, go read a book. Um, I never had any <laughs> games. I didn't have Atari like everybody else did. You bored, go read a book. So I, I, I read a lot, <laughs> spent a lot of time reading. Um, we, we Bs were not acceptable in my home. It was A's and that was it. And so I was brought up with that really strong work ethic um, performance-based parenting. We show love and affection when you do something great. And so that really caused me to, to operate in this high level of perfectionism, which is like a curse of the soul where nothing is perfect enough. You're always striving for perfection, which is unattainable. And so I got to a point in my life where I wanted to just... Um, break free of all that because I knew that was greatness on the inside of me, but it was stifled by this perfectionism and having to be perfect. And, um, and I wasn't really allowing my gifts to really flow the way that God created them to flow. And so I started a journey years ago. I want to say about a decade ago of self-discovery. And I found, I found myself, I found my strengths. I found my freedom, my, my freedom. And I found my smile. And that just caused me uh, to be even more effective as an entrepreneur after that self-disclosure and that self-discovery. I was an no. entrepreneur, a successful entrepreneur before that, but I wasn't a successful and happy and fulfilled entrepreneur. entrepreneur right? uh, you can, you can be, you can be functional, but not healed. Let me say that again. You could be functional, but not healed. 
So yeah, pause so. for a moment. Don't don't yeah. don't lose your train of thought. Okay. <laughs> so there 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 is the life that you inherited, so to speak. Yeah. If you were to pick just three words to speak of the Shelley before the the self discovery, what three words would you use? Like the three words that you know say who that person that your mother and your father and your cousins brought up, so to speak. Mm. What are those three words? Hardworking. Uh-huh. Gifted. Empty. Empty. Wow. I didn't expect that one. Now, you got to this place where you said, okay, I've got to break free. If I'm going to be an entrepreneur that's beyond functioning, but living a fulfilled and happy life with a genuine smile on my face, I need right. to discover something. I need to cause a breakthrough for myself. Right. So three words for the Shelley post-breakthrough. Fulfilled, high-performing, inspiring. Mm. Because we can't bring people to destinations we have not yet arrived. I totally get that. So now there is, there's another short journey, right? So there's a short journey you took to tell us about the Shelley that your parents birthed and oh. raised. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Right. They, did great, they did a great job. They did the best that they could. Yes, they did. Yes. And they always do the not just the best that they could. They actually did it perfectly. They did it the way they did it. And the, here you are. So given that, tell us about the discovery journey. If you were to take the entrepreneurs listening to us right now through what I call the required, necessary, indispensable journey of discovering right. one's already always self in order to break free and be fully expressed as an entrepreneur who's living in your soul. What right. was that journey for you? It starts out with awareness because a lot of the time as high achievers, we normalize abnormalities. We normalize abnormalities. So we normalize not getting eight hours of uninterrupted rest. We normalize the fact that our thoughts, we just can't turn our thoughts off. We normalize um, our relationship dysfunctions. We, we normalize this, this drive that we have on the inside that we can't calm down. We, we, we normalize things that are abnormalities. It's not normal to not be able to decompress. Yeah. There's, an issue. There's a reason why you're not able to decompress. And that reason most of the time is anxiety. We normalize depression. We normalize that competitiveness and, and not ever achieving fulfillment in anything. And, and I had to get to a place where I was aware that there is something wrong with this. There is something wrong with not always achieving and always feeling like I'm not satisfied and I'm going for the next level. There's something wrong with not keeping and making commitments that you make to yourself. There's something wrong with being able to go across town to meet a commitment that you made to someone else, but not make promises that you kept that you make to yourself. 
there was, I, I was not fulfilled. I, I, I had imposter syndrome. Um, everything that I did was performance-based. I felt mm. fulfilled when I was performing, but I didn't have the same acceptance when things didn't go my way. And we have to be able to be resilient, self-loving, and self-accepting, even when the outcome is not what we expected. Yeah. So tell me this, right? I'm, I'm rewinding just a bit to right. either paraphrase or repeat what you said. We normalize abnormalities. Correct. So that epiphany for you triggered your own awareness to say that I'm normalizing abnormalities doesn't work. Absolutely. And I no longer will tolerate that. Now, people like you and I and others normalize abnormalities for years, right? Years. Decades. So there's, I'm wondering how for you, insurmountable was the mountain of actually giving up normalizing abnormalities because in a way I'm thinking it's an addiction of sorts. Yeah. What was that like for you? Giving up, being someone addicted to normalizing abnormalities. So we can either deal with it voluntary and say, you know what? I'm going to make these changes in my life. I don't know what the, how to do it, but I'm going to connect with people that can. So you could do it voluntary or you could do it involuntary because it's going to happen. The, the, the catalyst will come. And for me, it was involuntary. And I'm going to tell you what happened. I broke night like I usually do when I'm about to speak. You know, I, I, I was running three community mental health centers at the time, thriving, all three. Um, I had about 60 therapists working under me. I was living the dream, but I wasn't happy. I was preparing for a conference. I was going to speak at a leadership conference. I had broken night. And so I just, something that I did all the time, right? Just operating in sleep debt. You can't be, you can't be at peak performance when you have this big sleep debt that you owe your body. But that was me always in sleep debt. I took about a 15 minute nap and I got up. And when I went to the, to the, to the edge of my bed to pick up a suitcase that I was going to pack to head out to the conference, I felt like a knife, like stabbed me in the back. And I stood up and I went to cry out for my daughter, but I couldn't find the air to do so. And that same knife stabbed me in my chest. I was literally experiencing uh, like chest pains and this piercing stabbing in my chest and my back. And I sat down. I waited for the pain to subside. And when the pain subsided, I drove to the conference. I presented for four hours with those chest pains. And my next memory was in an ambulance. And I remember hearing the EMT say, you know, African-American woman, 30 years old, possible heart attack. And just like that, everything that meant so much to me for so many years meant absolutely absolutely nothing. And the things that I most neglected, my family, my spirituality, my children meant so much to me. And I made a promise to myself that day that I was no longer going to continue to live that way. And 
I dissolved all three community mental health centers. My business partner and I were in agreement. I started my individual practice at Shelly Consulting, teaching corporations and other high achievers how to live in their smiles. But before I launched that, I went through a, 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 a period of sitting. Because as high achievers, we tend to be the strongest in the room. We tend to be the problem solvers. We tend to pour out and pour out. And I allowed high achieving boss women to just pour into me for a season. And that's when the self-discovery started. It was involuntary for me. And I made that involuntary decision become a voluntary decision to change my life and not just be a high achieving manager. I wanted to be a high performing leader because we can be great entrepreneurs, but are you a high performing leader? Because high performing leader inspire others to be great. Leadership is not necessarily about what we do. Leadership is about what happens in others when we do what we do and when we do what we do right. But we can't do that without self-care and really tapping into those injuries that just lie unresolved and keep us from being greatest, the greatest versions of ourselves. Wow. So before we open it up for questions and answers, I'm going to ask you to go off mute and answer the question, what is it to live in your smile? Three sentences. It is about being free. It's about being authentically you. It's about giving the world the gifts on the inside of you because that's what we owe the world. We owe the world to be us just the way that we are, just the way that we are. Have you ever heard that statement? You don't owe anybody but to love them or you don't owe anyone but to, I don't know what that statement is. And that is not true. You owe me the book. You owe me that song. You owe me the poetry. You owe me your ideas. You owe me those talents and those abilities. And that's what causes us to be authentically us and to accept ourselves just the way that we are. Imperfections and all. I recognize my imperfections. I work on self-development, but I also, I also celebrate my strengths even the more. And before my self-discovery, all I did was mourn and work to try to overcompensate the weaknesses but now I recognize it. I do what I need to do for self-development, but I spend more time celebrating my strengths. Let us celebrate our strengths and let's give uh, those who are generous enough to be here with us the opportunity to tap into your strength with their questions and comments. Comments and questions. Good morning, everyone. This is Good Rashida. morning, Rashida. Blessings to you, my dear sister. Thank you so much for reinforcing what I left behind two and a half months ago. When I went to the doctor, the doctor said, if you don't stand up and walk away from what you are going through, one morning someone will get you out of bed, but it's not going to be you. So trust me. When you really emphasize that lack of sleep, 
and that at least for me, lack of sleep and lack of consciousness have self-love. It's really hard to let you stand up one morning and say, go. I am taking care of me, myself, and I. And why I say that is because in two and a half months ago, my stress level was out the chart. And the doctor says, what do you want to do with yourself? And I says, I'm going to save me. I'm going to save myself out of this thing. And trust me, my stress level was so bad that I weigh almost 200 pounds. And today, today, the 28th of July, I weigh 155 pounds because I took matters in my own hand. So when you are emphasizing what you emphasize and the lesson that you are teaching people, trust me, if we would just stop and listen and follow through and start fall in love with ourselves once, twice, and three times, we will be such a powerhouse for other people. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, sister. I really appreciate you being here. And this, I'm taking and run with it and share with other people. Thank you very much. And enjoy the rest of your day. Thanks. God bless you, sister. You know, I hear people all the time say, well, this is just for now. Like, I'm doing this just for now. I'm breaking night. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm doing this. I'm, I'm working four, four or five jobs. I'm doing this. This is a, it's neglecting yourself should never be seasonal. It's never okay to neglect what you need. It's never okay. We have a responsibility to assure that we are operating at our highest frequency, peak performance. And we are not able to achieve that if we're not tapping into our wellness. <laughs> and making sure, and making sure that we address our emotional injury. Our body keeps the score. Our body keeps the score of our injuries, those painful memories those experiences, that miscarriage, that divorce, it is time for us to take the time to process those things and set ourselves free. The fact that you don't remember them or you don't tap into them doesn't mean that you're not emotionally reacting to it on the inside. Mm. Thank you for that, Rashida. Thank you, Shelley. Stan? Shelley, thank you so very, very much for sharing your life, sharing your experience with us. You know, we um, I've heard it said so many times, the metaphor, you know, life is a marathon. And I think what hearing you express yourself about makes me realize that maybe we ought to take it in sprints and take time between those sprints to really evaluate our life because we can run so fast and so hard that we run past the things in life that are important. Thank you so much for that. Drop the mic right there. That was awesome. That was that awesome. Is. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, uh, Shelly, I want to acknowledge the comments as uh, your contribution. You know, you talked about leaders being 
the kinds of people who inspire others to lead and speak in a way that they're speaking and the words they utter make a difference in the lives of others. So that's what you breed around you. And I'm so grateful for that. So uh, we're three minutes away from the end mark. I want to encourage, not encourage, uh, I'm extending to each of you listening, wherever you are, whether you are free on August 12th or not, whether you live in Atlanta or not, drop everything you're doing now and go to thedailyhuddleevent.com and purchase a ticket to spend a day with the hosts and the friends of The Daily Huddle. We're going to be together from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. on Saturday, the 12th of August to give you a whole day of what you got from Dr. Shelley Fafa this morning. And uh, I can't not think of any better place for me or you to be together, to shake hands, to high five, to hug, to celebrate the leader in you and to bring that leader out and to have your leadership be expressed in the world in a way that makes the difference that maybe you're not willing to surrender to now. So come join us on August 12th, just a couple of weeks away, thedailyhuddleevent.com. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing you. Dr. Shelley, would you please say three more sentences and say them as if there were the last sentences you would get to say. You are fully resourced to do everything that you set out to achieve. There is absolutely no competition in your lane. Purpose is not something that you look for. It's something that you dig for. It's there, planted, right on the inside of you. Go get it. Go, go for it. Get it. All that you have, just go get it. The light is right there shining inside of you. Be still for a moment. And you might get a glimmer of it. Mm. And when you do, run to it and embrace it. Dr. Shanley Fanfan, I love you. Sister, I'm blessed by your presence here. And <clears throat> I'm extending the invitation for you to be on the Daily Huddle whenever you'd like. Absolutely. It would be my pleasure. It awesome. would be my pleasure, <laughs> my privilege. So let's close out today. So the Daily Huddle is here for you and for the world every day of the week. Thank you for being here. Thank you for providing the generous listening that makes the Daily Huddle what it is. This is your Daily Huddle. Have a fantastic weekend. Dr. Fanfan, thank you for being here. And everyone, thank you for being here. Your participation made all the difference. 
the Daily Huddle, we agree that the best way to kick off the day is to adhere to Patty Dabrowski's seven principles for having a happy body, sexy skin, a laughing spirit, and a rewarding life. Give. Give of your time, your full attention, and of your unique talents. Move. Move your body to keep it feeling energized and alive. Eat mostly plants. Plants are the purest fuel to help you reach your potential each day. Sleep. Sleep is how the body repairs itself and readies us to give our very best each day. Stress less. According to John Perkins, stress is just a problem without a solution. Choose your solution and dismiss that stress. Laugh. Laugh out loud from your belly to your chest and with your head tossed back. You will fire up your endorphins and bring more energy to everyone around you. Love. Most of all, love. With your words, your thoughts, and your actions, power them with love and watch the way you experience life elevate to all it can be. We thank you for joining us on The Daily Huddle. We are a growing tribe of passionate professionals seeking to inspire a new generation of leaders. Go out and share your unique ability to impact the world. Until next time.